It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Winter solstice. It is cold. It is dark. Yeah. It's cold right across Canada. Crazy weather all over the place. Yeah. Actually, on the show today, we talk about some of the travel um, headaches. Headaches is maybe a too mild a term for what's happening to some people who are traveling Travel right now. deathly migraine evils. Just, just yeah. a nightmare, really, mm-hmm. for some people. That's true. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's going to be a long podcast. I figured like these last few days leading up to Christmas, we'll, we'll kind of put lots and lots of stuff on the podcast because I find that so many podcasts stop putting out new episodes over this time of year, even though you might have lots of time off, you might have lots of driving to do. It's true. So we'll be the antidote to that. We'll we'll put out even longer podcasts so we can spend time together over the holidays if you miss us. Long, long ones. Even though I think there's only two days next week where neither of us are on the air, right? I think it's Monday, Tuesday, the 26th, 27th. So those are the only two days that you would normally get a podcast that you won't. Also, I want to give a shout out if I could. Friend of the show, Craig. He came over, he came to my house to pick something up yesterday, and he brought me, he bought, he found this in a vintage store, this old uh, Tolkien coffee table book, all about, like, the worlds that Tolkien built. Oh, that's and it awesome. it was published in 1974, and it's in, like, wicked condition, and it's all these, like, essays and poems and stuff about Tolkien's world. That's really cool. Yeah, I thought that was such a thoughtful gift. That's awesome. So, Craig's a big fan of the show. He, we've used, we've used lots of the stuff that he has sent us in the past, so... Thank you very much for both of those things, Craig. Heritage Moment, because it's Wednesday. We're going to tarry up another Christmas carol and etymology. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about how empty our building is right now. Super empty. Some more Fortune 500 businesses. Uh, the governing body of auto racing has put out this new rule that drivers aren't allowed to make political statements during races, and we're going we're gonna to get into that a bit. The World Juniors are running a really funny promo on TSN right now. I got a million dollar idea, and Sean has been wrist deep in cleaning products lately. We'll get into that after your out of context clip of the show. Julie has incontinence. VNS in 20 minutes or less. It's that magical time of year where everybody is frantically cleaning their houses before family descends upon us. The big clean. The big, it's the time where we pretend our houses are always spotless and pretend we're real grownups when really we're not. So we're all like, okay, we got to make this place look good. Got to make it look really good. Well, it's too cold to do anything outside. It's true. It's great. It's a great time for it, really. Uh, On the one hand, it is good because my house does get that real deep clean. Yes. You know, like there's cleaning and then there's the deep, deep, deep clean. But sometimes I find when I get into that mode of cleaning, I go down like a rabbit hole and I can't get out of it. Like, I don't know if you're like this, but you start cleaning and then you find other things and then you keep looking around and you're like, oh, and then this and then this and this. All of a sudden, four hours later, I snap out of it. And I'm like, holy hell. Yeah, but you I know, have been cleaning. when you get in one of those moods, you need to harness that energy you because do. it's not, it's not something you can just draw whenever nope. you want. If you're not in the mood to clean, no. you're not cleaning. But if you're having one of those days where you're like, let's clean everything, you clean until you run out of steam. Yes. Yeah. Yesterday at one point, I was individually polishing pieces of silverware to get rid of the tarnish. Now you got that deep into it, Holy hey? hell. I like, yeah. I kind of snapped out of it for a moment. I was like, where have I been? What am I doing? We're going to take everything out of the fridge and all the cupboards and yep. wipe everything and then put it all back and organize oh, it. Oh, man. Like, yeah, that's a special kind of cleaning that it's a mood that only 
strikes once in a while. It's true. It is a bit weird, though, and I don't know what happens. Your brain just gets spinning, and you just can't get it. You're like, yeah. oh, oh, I can't I can't get out of this. I can't stop. I just can't stop. <laughs> I wish you could just flip that on whenever. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. The place would be a spotless then, wouldn't it? It's true. But it would continually just be, yeah, great. It's fleeting. It no, is fleeting. It is. Although, again, as you said, this weather is, uh, I think it's good. Also, my, my condo is frigid right now. So keeping moving, that's helping. Gotta I think that's moving. part of it. Like, okay, what else can I do to keep moving? Got to keep moving. Right. Getting deep getting deep into the fridge now. How clean is your place, though? It's pretty. Oh, that's nice. It's pretty good. I yeah. like that. I yeah. like that I think lot. my parents will be impressed. V and S in 20 minutes or less. You've shared some million dollar ideas on the show recently that were actually uh, fairly strong. Thank you. The one you mentioned the other day, the suitcase that doubles as a seat. Yes. And someone sent us a photo and said this exists. You can buy like a suitcase that's also a motorized scooter, but it's very expensive. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. That's way too much. I'm just thinking like something that has a little like indent that you can sit down on and just have a quick seat. So when you're waiting in the lineups at the airport or whatever, you can just have a place to sit. Just a stable seat, right? Yeah, you model we don't that need for like the little a, kid ones. Not a full e-scooter. Like that's too much. But yeah, just basic. And I was trying to remember what your million dollar idea before that was, but there was another good one that you had recently. Oh, my memory sucks. I don't know. Um, um, but write I th- these down. I thought of one yesterday. Okay. This is a problem that I've come across now that I buzz my head regularly. Mm-hmm. Once a week, I'll shave my hair down. Uh, and I. what happens is at the back, like you can't see where your hairline is. So I have to get McKenna to come in and clean the neck, right? To clean up the neck. Right. Because there isn't much of a difference when you're cutting your hair very short. So, I mean, this is for dudes that don't get a haircut basically every week. This is an issue. You have to clean up your neck. You don't want a lot of neck hair. Neck hair is not a good look. No. Saw a dude the other day at the store. His neck hair was so thick it connected to his beard. It was just like, just I mean, hair that's a look. All the way around. You know what he's like, doing, though, Beckler? He's just keeping and- his neck warm. It's very cold out there right now, and that's a good, you don't, it's a natural neck warmer. It's basically just his it's ears, all. his eyes, and his nose poking through. Everything else was hair. Yeah, I only grow this out during the winter. I get it. I my, get it. My back my neck beard. My natural neck warmer. Oh, that's weird. So what you need is something to, like, guide. It's like a guide, basically, uh, for okay. the back of your head where you can shave your neck, but leave, but not touch your hair. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, like, some sort of hat, some sort of stupid hat that goes on. Like an oversized bowl, but reaches down to your neck. Yeah, and follows the same contours of how you want your Mm. hair to go. So it's, I'm thinking it's a custom job. Okay. Because everyone's head's a little different. Everyone's hairline's a little different. It's a lot of work. Why don't you just take a big shaver back there at that point? You know, that seems a little excessive. Because you can't see. Yeah, it's true. If you don't have someone to do it for yourself, you can't do it. Yeah. I mean, you can use an elaborate system of mirrors and stuff. I think my brother used to put a toque on Mm. and follow that line. That makes sense. But it shifts and it doesn't like, you don't know if it's lined up perfectly. So you need something, some sort of like, like mold that goes over your head. And then you just follow that with the razor. And then you know where your so a hairy neck hairline mold is, is what we're talking about. Okay, a hairy neck mold, and maybe that could be the name of the product. A hairy neck mold. That's really, really good. Also, I remember what the other million dollar idea was. It was the swipe right for watching. That's right. Netflix, Netflix. with your significant other, so you both can swipe right and then you match it if. And then you can see funny. your selections of what you should watch. Exactly. That yeah. Sorry. Going back to the you hairy mold. You don't seem neck. real cranked on the hairy neck mold. I, not, I realize this isn't a problem that you deal with, but no. as a man. Like, you do not want to have a hairy neck. So, if you don't have anyone to do it for you, and mm. you're not getting your hair cut every week, what do you do? How okay. do you keep your neck clean of hair? The hairy neck mold. The hairy neck mold. 
Okay. I think it's a million dollars. I think yeah. I think the name just needs some more <laughs> massaging. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Have you seen the latest World Juniors commercial that's on TV right now, Beckler? No, I haven't. So it sounds like they're trying to imitate the People's Court opening. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know what that sounds like, here's an example of People's Court. This is the defendant, Delma Ramos. She says there was a terrible plumbing problem that occurred while she was living there. So it's always that music in the background and then this guy with this ridiculously low voice, like making things overly intense when they aren't. But listen to the World Juniors. This is unfortunately not a great recording of it, but you can get the idea. And I think this is what they're going for. Before they were household names, they were here on TSN. It's that same big, boomy voice and that duh, duh, duh underneath as well. Yeah, and if it wasn't intentional, that's certainly where they ended up. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, did you guys know this sounds like the people's court? Seriously, it's an odd stylistic choice for yeah. me, too. I'm like, it doesn't really work for the world juniors. You know what I mean? Like, why would you do it for that? There's a lot of commercials I can think of that I'm like, that. that that's not a good choice. It's super intense. Yeah. It's basically like... Canada says they're the best at hockey, but Finland has other plans. And what about the United States? This is the people's court. Right, like, or really deep, like, yeah. The Barbie dream house. Every little girl is asking for it. Or another one like, Julie has incontinence. She dribbles when she pees. But always has her back. Always lady products. Like, just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Julie has pissed her pants once again. What will she do? (laughs) Mark is stuck in the bathroom. (laughs) He ate something foul and is punching grumpies on vacation. Amodium. DNS in 20 minutes or less. Right after that segment, we got a message from friend of the show, Andrew, asking if we could do... Traffic and weather in the people's court voice, which we did. We did. But it's no longer relevant to you now whenever you're listening. No. So maybe maybe we could tell you all about our sponsor, Shane Holmes, in the people's court voice. Shane Holmes. Quicker possession duplexes. Move in sooner to one of their quicker possession duplexes starting from the 490s. These 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit ShaneHomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. That hurts the voice. How does that guy do it? I don't know. That's. I almost started coughing when we were joking about it on the air. I was like, oh God, that's a lot. I need some, I need some lemon water now. Please help. I wonder if that's all he does. Like every other time he's not doing that voice, he's just sipping on tea. Like, oh, I gotta get ready for tomorrow. Ow. Ow. Is this is the people's Ow. The VNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. I don't know if you saw this story or not, Shauna, but the FIA, which is the governing body for our auto racing, mm-hmm. including Formula One, uh, has banned drivers from making political statements at races without obtaining permission beforehand. So in the past, you know, on race weekend, drivers have worn T-shirts or symbols on their helmets or whatever to support different causes. Yeah. And I can think of uh, like Lewis Hamilton has worn shirts for Black Lives Matter and Pride. And then Sebastian Vettel was all over the news last season for his comments on uh, fossil fuels and climate change and stuff. And I guess the FIA is cracking down on all of that now. And naturally, fans are kind of split on this. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts, Shauna, as a sports fan, how do you feel about political statements from athletes at the events that they're participating in? 
Man, I'm torn on this, but I think I'm okay with it. You're okay with political statements? I think political statements should be allowed because especially if there's something that really needs to change and you feel passionately enough about it, then I think that's fair. I think you should be able to, you know, support. It's tough though because you know, if it's a really extreme um view on something, what if a Russian athlete showed up with a Putin t-shirt, a t-shirt in support of Putin? Would you support that then? Yeah, that's the thing, right? You have to support all or none. Um, and that's where I'm, I'm, I'm really torn because like for black lives matter, I'm like, absolutely. Yes. I agree with you being able to, or showing your support for pride. You know, I think that that's great, but yeah, if it was so something it only popular was, causes then, well, or is you have I'm, to allow unpopular opinions like too? Like the Putin thing I'd be fine with for me, I would draw the line. I think at something that is so extreme, it could cause harm to people. But the again, Ukrainians where do you call the Putin thing? Extreme. Well, and that's it. I know. And that's what it's. That's it's tough, torn. isn't it? Yeah, that's why I really waffle on this because, you know, there are people who say that you know keep politics out of sports, but it's it's kind of hard to do. I mean, it politics is, is everywhere yeah. now. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it's it's not even about what causes athletes are supporting or whatever. It's just if your employer tells you not to make a political statement at work, then you are kind of at. And that's the at other the mercy thing. of them. You if know, it, if it's in your contract, for example, that you can't do that, that's different. I suppose if you've signed a contract saying I will not do this and then you do it anyway. If I'd... it's the rules of your governing body. Yeah. Man, it's tough. I'm I'm really I'm really torn on this. I know and there have been I mean, some of these drivers have been criticized because they race in countries with terrible human rights records and they're all filthy rich yeah. on the backs of, you know, some of these human rights atrocities. Mm-hmm. Um but also they have this super large platform to share their opinions and stuff. So should they be allowed to do that? I kind of think of the Kaepernick thing the Colin Kaepernick thing. And in my opinion, it was too much of it was made out to be about, oh, he's disrespecting the flag. He's disrespecting veterans. He's disrespecting police officers. And I was like, to me, it was, it was never any of that. It was just that he was using, he was using NFL time to say what he wanted to say. Right. Right. Whereas like, you know, I can't just say anything I want here Mm -hmm. because I work for someone. Yeah. So, you know, if your employer if your employer says, "Hey, what you're saying is going to is going to hurt our bottom line, is going to hurt our business," yeah, then do they have a right to tell you not to? That's that's kind of where it comes down to for me. And if it's the same thing with Formula One, yeah, I I I guess I would agree with you there. It's it's just so tough because yeah, if there's something that you really feel passionate about and your the world is going against it, and you mm-hmm. really feel the need to, you know, have your voice heard, and you have that platform to do it. Again, I understand it's against what your employers would want, but you know, should you do it? And at, at that point, I think that if you do, you do run the risk of of then being fired for it, you and then there's the consequences of there's nothing that get- I'm, that's different, right? And that if that's the case, and it's still important enough for you to do, then go for it. V and S in twenty minutes or less. The Calgary Herald just released their results for the Reader's Choice Awards. Okay. And it's just where people vote on what they like of restaurants and bars and that kind of thing. And uh, I, I was very excited to see that there are quite a few Fortune 500 businesses on the list. Oh, nice. Yes. Very nice. They're getting Not only are they getting recognized for their names, but also for their good work, which is very exciting. Yes. Uh, Muttley Crew was on the list. We've mentioned them. Guns yeah. and Hoses on yes. there as well. Um, two of one of my favorites, really. And then there were some that I don't remember if we've discussed. Sleep Rover? I think we've discussed Sleep Rover, I do remember right? Sleep Rover, yeah. Okay. Uh, Spruce It Up Garden Center. How have we never mentioned Spruce It Up? Because I go to the, I go there all the time. I know. I, but I never it, caught the pun. Right. 
And that's when I read it, I was like, oh, that's funny. And then I was like, wait, we must have discussed that because it's so obvious. It's a big place. It's very, yeah. And no. Okay. So here, well, you're going to be added to the list right now. Spruce it up. Thank you for that. Welcome to the Fortune 500. And then there's this one, A Maze Escape Games. So it's A dash maze because again it's you know you just have it's to amazing and also a maze to get out of there and so there Great you go pun. that's another one to add along Strong to pun. it lots of good Fortune five hundred businesses that are award winning now in so many ways welcome to the F five Pondo yeah welcome, welcome to it uh, some honorable mentions if I could Please, Sean yes so my parents uh, were just in Europe and these are a couple that my dad saw in Ireland uh, here is a clothing store called a store is born. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Which could work for every like single store type of store. Ever. That is hilarious. Doesn't really tell you what it is, but here we are. <laughs> and then one day they had lunch at a place called Bunsen Burger. Oh, see, that's very great clever. Too. Um, and Love then, it. Yeah. Where's this other one? Friend of the show, Andy, sent us a bunch. And I don't know specifically where these are from. Andy is from Scotland himself. Yes. So I, these might be Scottish businesses. Um, but let me just zoom in here and I can see it. Okay, so there, I guess there is a curl up and die there, which we've talked about before. We have talked about one of my favorites, um, yeah. Barber Streisand. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Barber Streisand, that Barber. is phenomenal. Yep, good work. Uh, I don't see the pun here. Aesthetics by Karen Carlisle. No, I'm not catching the pun, are you? Nope. And then Bridget Bordeaux. Okay, that one's good. Yeah. Okay. Strong puns. Lots of puns. Those this ones morning. aren't local, so they're honorable mentions. Yes. But, yes. Um, I guess the big winner from today would be Spruce It Up Garden Center, wouldn't Spruce it? Spruce It Up. Yeah. V and S in 20 minutes or less. You and I were cracking up yesterday. We were <laughs> making our way through the building. We had a meeting upstairs with our boss. Yeah. And there are, I don't know how many different businesses that operate out of this building on 17th Avenue where X99 is located. Quite a few. And you might think we're the biggest hipsters in the building, and you would be right to guess that, but you would be incorrect. Oh, my God. Not even close. <laughs> there are some serious hipster businesses. candle. In this building. To the hipster businesses in this building. Like, I see them walk in, I'm like, oh, I feel so, I don't know, just they are so dressed to the nines, and they always look so, I'm just like, wow. And I mean, just lots of- I feel like a troll beside them. (laughs) Businesses that are staffed by mostly, you know, millennials, Gen Z and stuff. Like, there's one building upstairs, there's one office upstairs where we think more dogs than people might work. Yeah. There's just- there's so many dogs in that office. I call it the dog shelter because I honestly, I think people just bring in their dogs. Just ray, stray dogs, their upstairs. dogs, whoever's dogs, doesn't matter. Dogs come here. You you always have a spot at our table, dogs. Come along. But, you know, as we've talked about before on this show, for people our age and younger, work from home is very sacred. Totally. Like, it is a right to work from home. And this building is empty right now. Totally. Like, <laughs> the lights weren't even on. We no. went up to that, and I was like, I bet you the dog shelter, there is not going to be a soul no. there. And the lights weren't even on. They didn't even unlock the doors. Everybody is working from home. Doors which, are locked. Yeah. I yeah. mean, again, with the weather like this, I understand. And if you can work from home, you probably should. For sure. Rather I'll than venturing out in this can. crap. But, yeah, there's just some businesses that you'll take a look, and you're like, guaranteed nobody will be in that oh, office. Not a soul. Some of these businesses, I bet if they made their staff come in this week, there would be a mutiny. Yeah. There would be a riot at the office. If you make me come in, I'll kill myself. Like, it's, it's that kind of... Environment, versus, I think. Versus Terry, who's out working outside through <laughs> no this, gloves. just no, like, <laughs> still wearing shorts. Like can't smoke the? with the gloves on. VNS in twenty minutes or less. My my mom was flying back to Kelowna from Phoenix. Yep. Uh, through Vancouver on Sunday. She's still in Vancouver. Oh my god. 
Wow. That Christmas Eve. Oh, no. What the hell is happening? Like, yeah, I, I get delays, and that's understandable, but four days? Yeah, she was on and off three different planes that had to come back, and there were some people stuck on, on the tarmac for over 10 hours in a plane. I heard so that. That's yeah, insane. That's insane. Can wow. you imagine being on a plane for 10 hours with a baby? Oh. No. I would just tell them, be like, you're opening the door. Yeah. And I'm going to walk. At one point, you, I thought. Or you're going to have to get the police. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, I, you, got, you can't fight all of us. I'm sure people <laughs> haven't pulled the emergency exit in those, yeah. in those scenarios before. And it's no one like, would blame you because that's frigged. Seriously. I would be tempted, I think. I've been keeping you up to date with what's happening with my parents. They were trying to get back from their trip to Europe, and they've been stuck in Iceland for five days now. That's insane. Five days. They're hoping to fly out today. Uh, actually, my mom just texted me from the airport in Reykjavik, and she's sitting next to the guy who played Sir Jorah Mormont on Game of Thrones. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've been stuck in Iceland for a week, Khaleesi. <laughs> um, but they uh, they had to book another hotel room in Iceland tonight in case this doesn't work. And then they had to book a last-minute flight from Toronto, where they're hoping to land, to Saskatoon. And it cost them $2,400 for the three of them. Holy My parents and my brother. So it's like the busiest, like the worst day of the year to try to book a flight on. Yep. So I was like, have you added up what this has cost you? And they're like, it's like into the many thousands of dollars, this delay. Yeah. This five-day delay coming home. Absolutely insane. I'm, it, I'm really hoping they are going to get reimbursed for some. Like, there's got to be some coverage for that. They said they might be able to make a claim for yeah. the expenses they've incurred, but like as a cheap Sasky, I would be sick. Mm-hmm. I would be in the bathroom just puking over the money that I was spending on this. Like It's tough because like, when I travel, especially at this time of year, I expect that there could be delays or even cancellations. Most and people do, I think. You know, account for a day or two, but five days and the fact that it seems to be that a lot of people is in and in major airports like Vancouver mm-hmm. are dealing with these five day delays. It's... I can't figure it out. I'm like, that is too much. People don't budget for that. And People they don't do budget not. for $5,000 in overages no. on your trip. Like, that's that's insane. Yeah. Um, they said it's changed their perspective on traveling, mm-hmm. this this or- ordeal that they've been through here. The, the and thing- I'd, I'd say it's even changed my perspective. I'm not even with them, but just seeing this, I was like, if I was in their position, they're retired, so they don't have to hustle back to work or anything. Yeah. But, like, to spend that much money and to be stranded for that long, I'd be frigged. The thing is, I kind of think this is part of the hangover from COVID still. I think that's why these delays are this long, because they're already talking, like they're understaffed, Mm -hmm. still understaffed. We know this. I think that a lot of things changed and shut down kind of before COVID, and now they're realizing they don't have the capacity to deal with these types of things. Yeah. I mean, not to mention right now. Canada-wide having extreme weather is not helping things, and right? And now even like, into Europe like that. And, yeah, so, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing is, like, to, I think a good advice if you are traveling is to be wary of connecting in Iceland because, like, there's no options for them, right? There's one airport and they're yeah. in a rock in the middle of the ocean, whereas if, if this was happening in another European city, there would be trains you could take to other airports. There would be other options. And they it's, have, just, it's a small airport and yeah. small population, right? So that's also scary. Yeah. Yeah, Man. just nasty. Nasty. Well, if you don't have to go anywhere at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, not the worst thing in the world, Mm-mm. is it? The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So John asked me where the word cemetery comes from. So I looked into the word cemetery. I was like, I don't actually know. Uh, so it's an old English word, um, but it's it comes back from the old French word cimetière originally. And that comes from medieval Latin cemeterium, which literally translates to a place set aside for the burial of the dead. 
Okay. Makes so it sense. hasn't evolved too much. Hasn't really. Uh, can also be tied to the ancient Greek word komatorion, which was a sleeping place. It was known as a sleeping place or a dormitory, which... I mean, Where you crema- take the long sleep, hey? Yeah. And crematorium, when you think of that word, obviously yeah. is from the same thing. Uh, I didn't realize, though, that there was a difference between a cemetery and a graveyard. I didn't either. I would have assumed they were the same thing. I thought they were interchangeable. But a cemetery is a place that is not associated with a church. Whereas a graveyard is associated with a church. It's religious and associated with a church. That's why the graveyard will be surrounding a church normally. That's weird because as as you drive around the prairies, sometimes beside the highway, you'll see a cemetery and it's such and such cemetery. And I was certain that those were associated with churches. Yeah. Unless they're it's just being used incorrectly. Perhaps. I mean, maybe we use the, yeah, the words interchangeably now, but yeah, back then that was the difference. The graveyard was affiliated with the church and a cemetery was not. So very interesting. Also, um, the etymology behind the graveyard, obviously very straightforward, graveyard. Uh, but the word grave actually means to dig, which oh. I didn't realize. So okay, when you say grave, it actually means to dig. That's where that came from. Less so, to do with the body that's buried there and more yeah. to do with the hole itself. It is. Huh. So there you go. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, this Christmas, I think we did this last Christmas too, but we've been um, tearing up some holiday favorites. Yes. Some classic Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. The word Terry just works so well. Yes, in, with with Mary the person and Merry Christmas. Uh, it all rhymes with Terry. Queen. It's very Yeah, it just works. It works really well. Got so. another one of those here. Shauna, will you do the honors? Mm-hmm. Have yourself a Terry friggin' Christmas. Make the In 20 minutes or less. A Calgary Heritage Moment. One of Alberta's most prominent businessmen was the late Max Ward. Max was born in Edmonton in 1921, and he would become known as one of the greatest Canadian aviators to have ever lived. Max grew up fascinated with bush pilots, chasing adventure through the skies. And at 20 years old, he earned his own pilot's license while serving with the Royal Canadian Air Force. From there, he became an instructor for the RCAF, and he trained pilots throughout the Second World War. After the war, Max was finally able to realize his dream of becoming a bush pilot. From there, his ambition only grew, and he decided to launch his own airline. So he founded Ward Air with a single 13-passenger plane based in the Northwest Territories. People immediately took to Ward Air, and it quickly developed a solid reputation. By the 1980s, Ward Air was flying 747s with hundreds of routes to various destinations across the world. At the time, Ward Air was competing with giants like Air Canada and the then-prominent Canadian Pacific Airways. But Max's planes were the gold standard of aviation. They were the first-class option, and their service and hospitality was unrivaled. Stories about these planes were legendary. One of the first flight attendants to train with Ward Air talks of how Max Ward's planes used to have dance floors on the top deck where cocktail parties were held and flight attendants would serve up trays of champagne flutes while passengers partied through the night. Chairs were upholstered in velvet and if the seatbelt sign would flash, passengers could sit in one of these lush chairs up on the party level where no seatbelts were required. Max was meticulous in his vision of what a customer should expect aboard. Dinners were served on Royal Dalton Fine China. Real 747s 
silver silverware would be provided, flight attendant uniforms were strict. Max would often fly in economy to get the true pulse of what a passenger experienced. One story tells of a time he was provided dinner where his bun was too hard for his liking. He packed the bun in his suitcase, brought it back to his head office in Toronto, and threw it in his manager in disgust. Ah, he was serious about quality. Unfortunately, Max's airline eventually had a cash flow issue and was sold to Pacific West Airlines at a cost of $248 million. Max passed away in 2020, but the next time you cram into a commercial airliner, remember Max and his vision for what air travel could be. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? What did you learn, Shauna? We were chatting for the Heritage Moment today about uh, a man from Edmonton who started Ward Air Airlines, which was kind of like a gold standard, super high class airline. But I got reading about uh, planes and what they used to feature mm-hmm. and how normally, I mean, there were a lot of special things that we do not have now. Is this going to be depressing? Uh, well... <laughs> There used to be pianos on planes. So, yes. Yes, it is going to be depressing. They used to have bars up on that upper, you know, the double-decker planes. So, the upper upper deck used to be, yeah, like they'd have bars up there. (laughs) Uh, There'd be a piano up there normally. Um, There was a time when the flight attendants would actually change uniforms three different times throughout the flight to match that part of the flight. What? So if it was an overseas flight, they'd go from their, like, official welcoming uniform to uh, a dinner Uniform, No way. Into a more comfortable uniform at night when people were supposed to be relaxing and kind of heading off to sleep or whatever on these flights. So there's just a lot of things that were hot different. No kidding. Then. People dressed up. You yep. got a meal. Now we all wear sweatpants and the airline funnels you in and they hit you and they say, sit down. Yes. And shut up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you even try and get out of your row and people are like, oh, my God, you have to go to the bathroom. Really? You just hold it. Hey. Yeah, it's not quite the experience that it sounds like it used to be, hey? Aren't you wearing a diaper? <laughs> we're all wearing diapers. That's what we're supposed to do these days. First time on a plane? Don't put your seat back, <laughs> wear a diaper, and don't move or talk. I'm, re- I'm reading this book right now. It's all about disasters and catastrophes and how you know governments and people respond to it. Yeah. Interesting read so far. I didn't know that we, we basically know, or we have a pretty good idea of where on earth the asteroid hit that killed the dinosaurs. Did you know that? No. What, hmm. I mean, I think it's pretty wild. Everyone kind of knows the theory that an asteroid impact is what eventually killed off the dinosaurs. Yeah. But I didn't know that we knew the impact location, and it's in the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. Mm-hmm. There's a massive crater there. It's about 180 kilometers wide. Uh, it's just north of the city of Merida, which is the capital of Yucatan. And if I'm looking at this map correctly, it looks like the city of Merida is actually in the crater. Wow. Um, and it extends into the ocean. And the, the leading theory is that that is where this huge asteroid hit 66 million years ago that caused this mass extinction event. That's amazing. I also didn't know that the theory, that whole asteroid theory, only came about in like the 1970s. I didn't realize it was that new either. So, like when our parents were going to school, what did they think killed the dinosaurs? God. <laughs> <laughs> People, people were a lot more pious back then. It was, it was because gone. you touch yourself at night. Yes, That's why the dinosaurs are dead. Dinosaurs. 
Yes, because you blush for yourself. <laughs> You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.